The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is Hoop Ball Presentations. So check out Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets, online hoop-ball.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a really good show today. Um, I am just hyped to be joined by two friends of mine, draft experts, both hosts of um, one of my favorite pods, the Upside Swings podcast. I have Bryce Hendricks. On one end, I have Cooper Porter on the other. You can find Bryce on Twitter at BryceHendrick14, spelled how it sounds. Uh, you can find Cooper Porter um, on Twitter at, I just had it too. Oh my goodness, now I'm flipping out. Oh, Cooper underscore Rockets. So definitely make sure. I'm like, it's not Cooper Porter, Cooper underscore Rockets. Um, and I think both are both of you guys are contributors. I've read, I think, work from each of you on a roll call, right? Yep, yeah. I'm just introducing you, you like that. Okay, great. <laughs> my first introduction was supposed to be, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I am awesome, man. I'm I'm very excited to be on. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little. I'm still reeling from a, mm-hmm. from a rough loss that my storm took. Um, <laughs> Seattle guy, born and bred, so that was rough. Oh, today. Rough I'm to sorry, see, but, uh, but other than that, I'm awesome, and I'm so happy to be on. Oh yeah, man, definitely. How about yourself, Cooper? Thank you, Brian. <laughs> um, I'm doing great. Uh, super excited to watch the game that I missed today, uh, mm. where Bryce's storm got uh, murdered. But uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My liberty oh. got killed the round before, so okay. I, I'm still suffering. But right. yeah, mm. no, I'm super happy to be here. Just excited to talk with you all today. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Oh, it is. And now we should probably not bury the lead, get to the topic. Uh, the three of us are going to go a little back in time, a little up. Uh, first of our shows that are coming out recorded here um looking at historical like redraft but we're doing it a little bit different we're going to each draft our own type of 10-man rotation from the same pool of players so bryce Cooper, and myself are all going to go at it we're going to take turns picking and just try to form the best team we can out of the players here and the 2014 draft really interesting i was watching this um i think it was yesterday like on youtube to try to remember it, it was hyped beyond compare i mean you obviously had the andrew wiggins comparisons you had jabari park you had um joel Embiid, but like there was some there was like some real 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 doug mcdermott Dermot love out there um it, it was crazy I, w- I was like wow this i know the draft is normally this type of this guy can be the next insert nba superstar but like there was a lot of excitement in this one for sure yeah, this was the the draft that had uh, the James Young, where Bill Simmons, when, when James Young got drafted, <laughs> and he lost his mind. Yeah, uh, I love that clip. Oh man, the fist bump there was was classic. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh man, and now we look back, he's like, what? Yeah, who is he even still in the league? No, I'm not, I mean, I, I feel like he's in the big three. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Oh, no, he what, plays for Tel Aviv. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm getting James uh, yeah, White. He was playing White, with guy. Um, James Young. James he was White, playing geez. with. <laughs> yeah, he was playing with Maccabi, and he uh, he's still like a pretty good overseas player. He's yeah. one of those guys who like probably could come over for a light NBA role. But yeah, I mean, this draft was like super super hype, and like the guys who got those hype haven't lived up to it. But 
surprisingly this has still been undeniably an excellent draft i think uh Mm -hmm. just looking through building this list was really hard because there's just a lot of legit nba guys you know lots of times there's only 20 or so and i think this draft is probably about 25 legit nba guys and a lot of like top end talent here so this was really interesting to look back on considering kind of the reputation it has oh most definitely we're you know look at some of the guys across the board uh just in wind shares and all-stars alone, you had Joel Embiid and, and Jokic out of nowhere, um, considering where Jokic drafted, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, a lot of guys. I'm just, let's not even go any further than this. We're just going to get right into kind of discussing some of these guys as we make some picks. But we have our order set up. We're going to do a snake draft. Um, we have Cooper going first, with Bryce going second, and myself going third. Um, and then we're just going to go the order there. Notice I didn't explain it, because I might forget, but I have two great guys to help me out here. <laughs> 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 so just follow along on that. We'll be keeping track of the the um, the picks. I'll have them all up alongside the show as well for easy references as well. Um, and then uh, the names. We, we Right now, we got names in progress as well. Just know Kawhi the Tiger is the one you should be looking at. That's just a little tip from your host here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, without further ado, we got to go to uh, Cooper. You're on the clock, man. Yeah, so uh, with the first pick in the 2014 redraft, the – Redacteds for now are picking Nikola Jokic. Love it. <laughs> I think I think he's very easily the the top pick here. Uh, his offensive impact just nobody's matching that. And uh, I really need a a centerpiece to build around. And this is why I said that I should pick first because <laughs> <laughs> smart smart selection there yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that that's I feel like Bryce. That's kind of a no brain on that one. Just the impact he's had, the type, I mean, reigning MVP, uh, like you said, a cornerstone to build around. Uh, far cry from, obviously, the reaction or lack thereof when he was drafted originally. Yeah, during a, a Taco Bell commercial, I think. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very heralded player. Yeah, It was during one of their many now defunct uh, uh, menu items that no one <laughs> <is>, so. <laughs> That was a lot more important than drafting a future MVP, uh, Nikola Jokic. I was going to say, it's going to be so awkward where you know how you see the um, – the NBA with Hulk because I Jokic Hall of Famer. I think we, we we could put him out early, just on the fast track. If we're trying to be conservative there, but like when they do the recap video, they can't even show any draft highlights of him. Like they can't <laughs> even show walking the podium. That's just that never happens. You know, it's gonna start yeah. off with like his early career, and I think it's hilarious because I'm like, imagine what they said from such humble beginnings, and they show the banner. That would just make my day, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, but Bryce, the second pick is on to you, sir. Where are you going? Uh, and, and please make an easy decision so I can make an easy follow. So, uh, you know, Jokic was going to be my pick at number one. So Coop did snipe me. Um, but I'm super happy with who I get at number two. It's uh, Team Bryce Can Dunk is going to draft uh, Joel Embiid. Um, Joel is probably not, you know, he's not quite the offensive player Jokic is, but you are, but uh, the defensive impact he brings, um, and it's clear to me that he can be the best player on the championship team, so I'm comfortable having him as my centerpiece to build around, and it also gives me specific needs to look for with my next couple picks. Definitely, definitely. That's a solid, solid selection for sure. Um, yeah. Wow. I was thinking about going uh-huh. for Yoke, for Embiid for a bit when I first started the exercise and then just looked at his health and you know, would you rather the guy who you know is going to play, you know, 75, 76 games out of a season or Embiid who might just play 30? That was kind of like, other than that, they are mm-hmm. about neck and neck and it's just what you value more. But the 
the injury history is what had Embiid second for me. Yeah, no, that that's a good, good point. I mean, both those guys, like you said, you would feel comfortable drafting as as the hub of your offense. Um, foundationally speaking, I think Embiid, um, even what he gives you on the defensive side as well. Um, although I think just being honest, Nikola Jokic's uh, effect there is way overblown in my personal opinion on the defensive end, um, just by the numbers. But like, yeah, I think just being on the floor more. I mean, that was kind of what separated the MVP races past year, right? Like, I mean, Jokic did an amazing job. But that's not to understand anything that Embiid did as well, but. Jokic played every game and then beat, unfortunately, did suffer some injury, um, injuries along the way. Um, now my turn. Uh, <clears throat> okay. With the third pick, uh, Team Quiet the Tigers selects. Uh, um, I mean, it's really not that. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to take Zach Levine. Um, we're taking Zach Levine third overall. Um, this was weird because I kept kind of going back and forth. Zach Levine for me is not like nearly as heralded as those top two guys. And I think with good reason in terms of Embiid and Jokic for what they provide all over the court, their contributions there, but you do have a skilled score. Someone I can put alongside um, maybe another, maybe dominant rim rolling big or, you know, a ball hawking point guard and have some versatility there, but I know what I'm getting from Levine and I like it. It fits my type of player. People who know my type of players know that I, I like Zach Levine. Yeah, that is the the Corbin Ford NBA pick right there. So. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Right there and next I, to Monte Ellis. I'll say too, like I, <laughs> I absolutely would have gone with Levine third here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other all-star from this class is Julius Randle. And I just, I think just by nature of him being a perimeter player, uh, Levine is probably more valuable. So would have been my pick too. I appreciate that. See, and that, that's that's what I thought too. It was so weird looking at Julius Randle, even looking at him now. I mean, I don't think anyone predicted the type of breakout season he had last year with New York. Mind you, you know, defensive-minded unit, him being one of the, the real main offensive hubs in that way. But I think we also saw weaknesses of that in the playoffs, you know, where you, you need someone that has a little more value, maybe from a guard position, than you are playing through Randle, who is kind of a mix in terms of playing in the post, but also not being a super huge guy in that way playing on the perimeter is different. And so I felt like with Levine, I have a great starting point. Like Cooper said, aesthetically, that's my top player anyway. So it worked. It was just making sure it was the right pick and not just the Corbin pick. Cause those can be two different things, but um, okay. This is where I get confused. Uh, it goes right back to myself, right? All right. There you are. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So no pressure here, but with the fourth pick, um, yeah, guess what? I am going to take Julius Randle. <laughs> um, I think you have someone else who solid rebounder, inside presence, uh, fits obviously well in a, a defensive scheme and takes a, a big position out of the way. Now, mind you, I did, I'll wait till he's selected, but there was one other person I was going to think about taking and I kind of already regretting not picking him up. But I'm going to let him get selected probably inevitably in the next two picks. And then I'll be like, darn it, I almost had him. So uh, we'll, we'll get started with that and pass it to the next one. here. So this is interesting for me. Uh, <laughs> this pick would have been really obvious if I had Nikola Jokic, but I don't. So it, it's a little more. Mm. Um, but I still think I'm going to take who I would have taken anyways. And that's Marcus Smart. Um, I'm a huge Marcus Smart guy. I think he is one of the best defenders in the game, and he's a passable offensive player. Um, I like his fit with Embiid a lot, too, because he is a willing shooter, and he shoots well enough, and he's the type of guard you want to pair with a drop big because he's going to get over screens. You know, if you have to switch, he's not going to get uh, embarrassed in the post. Like, Marcus Smart just does a lot of great things as an organizer, as a player. So Marcus Smart is who I'm feeling here. 
That's a really solid pick. Yeah, someone I think, like you said, will kind of will play well. Um, has really become a competent shooter. I mean, for his career, I always think it's so he's someone I like because he's not a great three point shooter. Like statistically, even what he shot thirty, I think thirty three, thirty two percent for his career, something like thirty three, thirty four percent last year. But like he'll still have those nights. I think he did have that like ten three point night or whatever, where he's like one of those guys who like just gets it up. He was it was a guy I was reading um that like he ended up becoming a very good three-point shooter brian shaw but like early in his career wasn't really that good of a three-point shooter but still was someone who took a lot of them and at one point had the nba record which was crazy thinking about it now with 10 three-pointers made back in like the early 90s so really funny there but yeah the defensive utility that you get from someone like smart wow real solid yeah i do really like that pick uh especially because it leaves uh both of my guys potentially for me (laughs) able for me to pick them um and i'm going to go i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it i i know i might be lambasted here but uh but with the the sixth overall pick the team redacted are gonna pick clint capella (laughs) because because i have to go on brand and i'm going to pair him and Jokic together because i think you basically are getting two bigs it's like a supercharged version of it's like if you combined Mason Plumley and what's his name? Manimal. What's his mm-hmm. name? Uh, Kenneth Freed. Yeah, Kenneth Freed. It's like if you combine them into one player and then let them play with Jokic. That is ridiculous. Okay. There's there's nothing that can stop them uh, except for Nikola Jokic's defense. But <laughs> at the floor, right? Because that's yeah. what he's playing. Guys. He's gonna have to play the floor. <laughs> oh, but, but I would rather have a fun offense with probably the best, one of the best lob catchers in the NBA, if not the best, other than Zion when skinny. And, um, you know, just somebody who can, you know, protect the paint uh, better than anybody else in the class, not named Embiid. And I, I think, you know, I'm getting pretty good value here. Any I, reaction I, there, Bryce? <laughs> I'll just say I don't I don't really get it, um, but it's very it's just it is a very Cooper Klein pick. I love um, it. He is he is such a Rockets guy, and you know what? Like I'll say this: like I'm like a huge Clint Capella fan. I think I would make an argument he's maybe the second best defensive center in the NBA right now. And if you're getting that next to Jokic, maybe Jokic's defensive issues don't matter though i do worry about him at playing the four but uh that offensive fit is is nice especially late career Jokic, who's become a pretty knockdown shooter definitely definitely yeah. and then i think i'm picking again okay it's on now <laughs> okay uh i'm kind of scared here uh because i could go with who i really want to pick but I, I think i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna uh the seventh pick we're gonna select tj warren because uh, I'm a big TJ Warren fan Uh, after the bubble. uh, I think I had him fourth or fifth on my, on my board for this exercise. Uh, Very excited to add him to an incredible offensive uh, team where he can cut or space or do some stuff with the ball in his hands. Uh, Very excited for the opportunity to add such a skilled score to, to our roster here. I was also think I was thinking of another forward who had a great scoring season, but I'm not fully bought into that yet. So <laughs> I went TJ Warren. 
that would have been my pick too. I love TJ Warren. I still think he's one of the more underrated players in the NBA. Uh, hoping for a big bounce back after that injury. Yeah, yeah. the injuries have just been killing him. But it's scary too with the setbacks as well on that. You know, he did have the explosion. Ever since then, it's been it's been a significant factor. Yeah, but uh, we have a great uh, we have a great uh, health department over here at, on my team so we're, we're gonna bring him back stronger than ever <laughs> team redacted respected health department <laughs> yeah we're very very well funded okay <laughs> so uh i'll be honest i'm a little surprised this guy fell to me here Uh-oh. another sort of um uh kind of underrated guy who fell in this draft partially due to the injury stuff but who, who I really love, um, and that's Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, solid, solid, really so solid. exactly who I was talking about when I said I know the type of player I need to look for um, because I've thought for the past, like, I don't know, three years that the 76ers should find an indie way to get Spencer Dinwiddie on their team uh, because he is exactly the sort of point guard that I think most works with someone like Joel Embiid. Uh, really sneakily a, a good spot-up shooter, excellent pick and roll point guard plays good defense. He just does everything I like here. Um, don't like him as much as I would have liked TJ Warren, but I'm really happy you fell to me. That's solid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good pick. I, I was looking at him as somebody, you made it a little easier for me, but also a little harder because I was looking at him as somebody that I was thinking about selecting. Like you said, somebody who's made strides, I think is going to be in for a really good season um, in Washington this year. Um, with the role, with the opportunity, not having to look over his shoulder and knowing that he's that guy at the point guard position. But yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yikes. Okay. Yikes is right. Cause one of the guys I'm thinking about is like just quintessential yikes at this point. And the other guy is someone I feel personally is, ugh. um, we're looking at the forwards and I am going to go with, I'm just going to, I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins. Um, it was tight. I was going to go between um, Wiggins and I guess I'll just say him, um, Aaron Gordon. But just given who I have right now, I don't know if I want to have just a Gordon Randall front court. Um, Wiggins is someone that, I mean, you know, if he plays um, with, you know, common sense and everything, um, you know, will we'll in theory be a um, decent defender um, across, you know, the wings positions. Uh decent shooter in the right role. I think he will be in one now where I'm not looking at him, you know, at, at best a third option. He's not being looked at as someone to carry a team a la, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves from like 2014, 2018, you know, he's able to find his role, um, given efficient 15 points per game. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to leave the rest of the commentary to the side, but uh, yeah, that's who I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I'm glad you're going with your guys. Cause that leaves me with more of my guys. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm making these decisions, I'm really regretting it, but you're right. Me and Cooper are staying on brand, Bryce. Like, yeah. Don't worry and about it. Don't worry. Bryce is going to have to pick a, a brick shit house for, for his next guy. I already drafted Joel Embiid and Marcus Smart. That's true. He's on brand, too. So. That's true. I love it. Tendencies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so this is back to me, right? Yep. All right, so... Whew. You know what? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to take. He, can, you know, what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go with Jeremy Grant. I'm gonna go with Jeremy Grant with my next pick. I think that he's someone that can. 
I'm gonna go funky with it. I think he can play uh, a little bit some of the five at times. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a new NBA. You know, he already has slotted a lot of the four. He's played some five. We could put him there as well. Um, maybe work with him and Randall in terms of having, you know, the bigger opponents, which we're not going to see a whole lot of conceivably right now. Um, and Bede on Bryce's team scares me. But Cooper, I think we're going to have a good matchup, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love the offensive game he's been growing, what he's shown in Detroit. Defensively, you know what he is, his, his athleticism. That's my guy. Love it. That would have been my pick, too. Uh, I'm writing about the Pistons this year, so I've been paying pretty close attention to, to Grant. And I just uh, I, I think he's in for a really big season playing next to Kate Cunningham. I just think like he proved last year he could handle some more scoring load than he's seen in his career. Yeah, but he's clearly not that number one. So slotting him back into a number two role where he gets to run second side actions still gets to be used as a cutter. Uh, I, I see a big, really efficient season coming for him. So I, I love that pick. Thanks, man. It's awesome. And I really like that the Randall uh, Grant front court offensively. I think that's really, really fun, uh, potentially. Oh, yeah. So that's, I, I really like that. Pick. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. <laughs> this is definitely a vibes. Like, we're picking vibes. Vibe uh, squad, like, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and along those lines, um, I'm going to pick one of my favorite players in the NBA here next, um, and that's slow-mo Kyle Anderson. Uh, like Coop it. is mad. Uh, I <laughs> I am in love with Kyle Anderson. I've loved him since he played at UCLA. Uh, he is absolutely my guy. I love the defense I'm building with Marcus Smart, Kyle Anderson, and Joel Embiid. And this is one of those spots where the way we're doing things, um, like changes my draft strategy. I don't think I would pick him here if it was just a redraft. But building a team out, what he was last year, becoming a much more efficient shooter and the defense he plays, the passing he brings, um, it makes it to where it's much easier for me to fit him onto this team. And I like him a lot better here than I would if it was a let's look at their whole careers and redraft this. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It's a different strategy altogether. I've been seeing that, too, in that kind of way. But yeah, definitely. Cooper, you have any thoughts? Uh yeah, so my I'm here time to reveal my team name. It was gonna be the slow mo Warriors. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I was gonna draft Kyle Anderson next pick. Oh my oh, god! Oh, that hurts, yeah, man. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah, that's, it'd be awkward. That's the price I have to pay. Name now. Yeah, yeah, I gotta come up with a new name. We'll be the Redacteds for a while until I come up with a new one. I mean, listen, to draft the team you draft is sacrifice that had to be made. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to make sacrifices to put Nikola Jokic next to Clint Capella. <laughs> it's okay. I was scared, Bryce. I was more scared from a basketball perspective that Bryce would draft somebody else. Okay. Uh, and the Redacteds are now going to pick Bogdan Bogdanovich. Man, uh, I see Bryce reacting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Bogdan. He's basically, in my mind, the perfect modern wing where he can do some ISO stuff, but is also an incredible, you know, off-ball player. Uh, you know, you can have him run second side actions or be your point guard in a second unit. He fits next to any star and he just, you know, he is a winning offensive player. Now, the defense might not be there as much as you'd want for someone as big as he is and as long as he is, but you know, he is a he's a winning player and that's the kind of player you need when you're building basically the greatest offense of all time next to Nikola Jokic right now. That is definitely a, an optimistic way of looking at Cooper. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am with you, man. That is solid. All right. Yeah. 
Not, so I think you're rounding it out, right? Yeah, you're rounding out the five. Yeah, uh, unless I'm missing somebody. No, I I think this is this is my fifth guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're rounding it out. Uh, this is going to make no sense positionally, but you know, you got to go best pick available. You know, okay. and this and this kind of a thing. So now playing the two for the redacteds is Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> um, we, we are basically the biggest team of all time. Uh, I think everyone is above 6'7 now. Yeah. How, big is, how big is Bogdanovich? I think he is 6, right? I, well, let me, I got to see. I think he's 6'6. He's 6'6. Six, six. Six, six. Okay. And so then TJ means, Warren. TJ Warren is like 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, Gordon's 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, Clint's 6'10. Jokic is 6'11, 7 feet. Wow. Uh, yeah, you have a monstrous team. And, um, okay, so offensively, funky. Jokic is our point guard, and everybody else is an on or off ball threat, except for Clint. But even, <laughs> you know, that's not his, his job. Okay. All, all three of the other players on the floor can spot up or run a pick and roll or imagine, imagine the double screen with Bogdan Bogdanovich and Clint Capella and Nikola Jokic. Absolutely unstoppable. What are you going to do? Are you going to put Marcus Smart on Nikola Jokic, Bryant? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's funny. I hear you, like, just so enthusiastic, describing the multiple, you know, different ways you, your team can attack. And Bryce is over here, like, trying to, like, keep it together. Like, oh, okay. That's, that's a weapon. <laughs> Bryce. I like yeah. how Coop thinks he's going to have the greatest <laughs> offense of all time without a point guard. Jokic <laughs> is like- our point guard. He Without is- a point guard, who can who can get downhill? How about that doesn't that? matter. That doesn't uh, matter. Oh, wow. I mean, you look at your team, and it's like, oh, listen, I'm not one to talk too much, so I'm going to keep it at a minimum. But like your sole offensive initiator in that way, like like you have Bogdanovich who can kind of like you said, great second side action, and then you have um, Jokic. I, I don't know if you want to let Warren and good Gordon Cook. We've seen Gordon do that in Orlando, and that's why he's in Denver now, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I know? mean, the next best point guard I can pick up, who's like actually a point guard, is like Shabazz Napier. I mean, LeBron. <laughs> it was good enough for LeBron, wasn't he? I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll be okay with my Nikola Jokic run offense. Okay. And, uh, Coop, is this Alfred Payton slander? Come on. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm just, every time I see Alfred Payton, I just think of him hitting his own hair on his free throw shots. That's, that's okay. I'm not drafting a guy who's going to spend half his career hitting his own hair. It's just not going to happen. It's not your thing. All right. So, my my last question for your team before we get over to Bryce is um, for Gordon Warden, Gordon Warden, Gordon and Warren, who is playing the two and three? You have Gordon at the two and Warren at the three? Uh, so I think TJ Warren is the but... traditional two. Okay. But it it really doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter for this team. Yeah, you're right. They, you have way more bigger things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a lot bigger Coop, problems. Coop, I just want to ask you, uh, who on your team guards Spencer Dinwiddie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We just sit Clint okay. in the page. Uh, <laughs> we, can we can up. move on. That's coming up. That's coming up next. On. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, he still, has a, he still has a bench to prepare, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, yeah, I still got some lineup versatility to Exactly. Add Let's go over to Bryce, man. <laughs> Love it, Cooper. <laughs> uh, so to round out my starting five, uh, I'm going to pick the person who I, who I always just assumed I would end up with doing this exercise, and that's the Lake Chelan legend, uh, Joe Harris. 
Uh, Joe Harris is uh, from my neck of the woods, so I'm already a big fan. But he's also the perfect complement to the team I'm building. Um, he's a solid on-ball defender, specifically with bigger wings because he's so strong. Um, and just a really, really good shooter. Uh, probably a top five shooter in the NBA right now. It's tough with how many good shooters there are. But um, he's up there, and he just he's the type of guy who's just you're going to pass him the ball on an open spot up, and he's going to hit it. And other teams have to respect that. He's going to give a lot of space for Joel Embiid. Um, and Spencer Dinwiddie so I just I really like how he fits in on both ends offensively and defensively so uh, it, it was the obvious pick for me that was a good one that's that that's a sensible you know you know when it's a good pick when it's like a quiet understated pick where you're just like yeah solid like I, I mean yeah, yeah. that's that's you can't complain with a Joe Harris pick no so. no that's that, just like Joe Harris he's just yeah. that's good you know yeah, Joe yeah, Harris he's, is he's, straight up that guy can hoop there you go <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I go back to me and I'm looking at my team and now I'm in the same conundrum that I was asking uh, Cooper about because I'm like, oh, I need a point guard. Um, and that's not a great little flock there. Um, I am going to go with, yikes, man. You know what? Bunk it. We are going to take Gary Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're taking Gary Harris. I'm going to slide Levine to the one. Yeah, it didn't work in Minnesota. It's different. Times have changed. You know, I think in this new, again, I'm going to keep phrasing new NBA to phrase my team. As long as he can, like, initiate some offense, we'll be fine. Gary Harris is a good finisher. Decent shooter, although he's, like, better shooter in reputation than, like, actual results, but whatever. Um, can play up a position defensively, and I think will make a solid wing for us. So to round out my five, I am taking Gary Harris. All right, so we got some. Uh, do we real quick want to recap our, our our starting fives before we kind of go into our bench? Um, I can run through mine. Like I said, it's Zach Levine at the one right now. Gary Harris. Um, it's forming our front court. We have um, Andrew Wiggins and Julius Randle, and then tying it all together with Jeremy Grant. I think strengths, you know, offensively have a number of weapons. Um, athletically, these guys can definitely get up and down the court. Uh, all of them can kind of take the ball and and run, and I like that as well. Um, I think probably the worst person in, in terms of like rebound the ball and taking an end to end will probably be, be Gary Harris. And like, if that's the case, I'm in really good hands there. Uh, defensively, most of these guys are adequate at best with the exception of maybe Levine um, to, I would say exceptional if we're looking at someone like Jeremy Grant. And yeah, I guess they're going to be able to the bench and matchups to kind of decide the rest of it. But that is my squad. So rolling up to a uh, Bryce can dunk. Let's, let's get yours before we get team redacted. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll first say that I think there's two point guards you guys are kind of overlooking because uh, they're not necessarily big okay. NBA guys, but mm-hmm. I definitely think at least one of them would be a top 25 point guard in the NBA if you were to come over right now. Um, oh, but we'll dive into snap. that later. Okay. Um, but for my starting five, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Marcus Smart, Joe Harris, Kyle Anderson, Joel Embiid. So I think the big strength of this team is defensively. Um, we can switch one through four pretty consistently there's not one of those guys i don't trust at least hanging with most players in the league i think joe harris is a really underrated defender he really showed that he can handle the best wings at least a little bit uh for the nets last year and then joel Embiid is just an elite rim protector and then i don't think this is an elite offense but i think it's an offense with a clear identity uh joel Embiid can get his post-ups with space uh spencer dinwiddie can run a pick and roll it's a really solid passing unit. Dinwiddie, Smart, Anderson uh, are all pretty solid positional passers. Um, so it's just it's just a well-rounded team that does a lot of things well. It doesn't have one sort of standout strength, but uh, it's hard for me to see this team not being 
um, at least solid on both ends. I would have to agree with that. I, I, I think the same thing. This is a two-way team um, that, like you said, know their role. And yeah, got to hand your hat to that, Bryce. All right, now we get back to Cooper here. Yeah, so on the complete opposite vein of Bryce's well-rounded and, you know, <laughs> actually thinking about team construction, you have uh, the monstrosity that is the Redacteds. They are massive, okay? They, their size, who, what, like... Who is Dinwiddie guarding? Who is Aaron Andrew Wiggins guarding? Who like like these these teams? These guys are not going to be stopped by any any sensible <laughs> defensive scheme that can be brewed up uh, with your boring team constructions. They are they can score on all three levels, uh, just about across the board. I mean, you could Clint Capella has really spaced it out to the long two range this last year. <laughs> Goop, you actually have to oh, read your team. Oh, oh, so, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, so my team, uh, at the one, Bogdan Bogdanovich. At the two, Aaron Gordon. At the three, TJ Warren. At the four, MVP Nikola Jokic. And at the five, should have been the defensive player of the year, Clint Capella. Oh, that was... That was glorious, Cooper. <laughs> that was glorious, this my team, man. This team is unbeatable. Where we might not be able to defend the point of attack yet, but I'm in literal we... tears, Scoop. <laughs> you actually cried. Literally the same. Oh okay, my gosh! Yeah. This team is going to be unstoppable once the bench gets built. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, listen, you're right. Once once that bench gets going. Uh, we will really have to see the full marvel that this uh, yeah, team redacted is. Are, are going to be unstoppable. <laughs> you just have to keep that name now. You're yeah, I, they, they are team redacted now. I, I haven't come up with a new name yet. So. There it is. Okay, cool. I was going to say, I mean, the Cal Anderson Warriors. Is yeah, yeah, the slow mo Warriors. Slow mo Warriors. Oh, man. We have to talk about who you would have taken, who who Kyle Anderson would have taken the place of on that roster. That's the one uh, question I have. Aaron Gordon, he would have yeah. played the two. He could have played the two. Okay. <laughs> Classic. That fits. That checks out, man. Yeah. All right. So, oh, man. I at am... least I'll say at least Kyle Anderson, if he was playing the two, could generate some rim pressure. It just takes about 12 seconds of the hey, shot clock. But hey, Aaron Gordon, I mean, cutting downhill against any two below 6'5 is, you know, pretty unstoppable. So true. Oh man. Oh man, I'm done. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. So I still still on me. Okay, cool. We're going now. We're going. Wait, yeah. Now we're going now back it's reverse. Up. It's reverse. Yeah. So me. Okay, cool. So with the first pick of my bench team. Oh man, it's a tough decision, but not really. Team Acquire the Tiger is going to load up at center with Yusef Nurkic. Uh, I look at him. I look at what he's been able to provide when healthy for Portland. I think he'd be a great hub off our bench. Situationally, could be, could be a starter at the 5 for our team. Um, I like who I have in place, like, ahead of him, but the fact that he fell as far as he did, um, that works for me. So I'm going to take Yusef Nurkic and not overthink it before I face regret. That's a good pick. It would not have been mine because I mm-hmm. don't think he has enough, uh, like, utility for my team, but I think he's the perfect pick for your team here. So. Appreciate that, sir. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Well, speaking of what you would do on your team. So I have a tough decision, but I think it's a little less tough because I, I feel like the guy I want is going to fall. So I'm going to take Jordan Clarkson here. 
Um, that that was on brand for me. Yeah. I just like I I need just someone who can kind of get a bucket still, um, and I think like he's he's a real candidate to like close games for me because we just kind of there are going to be times where the offense is probably bogged down and we need a guy like Jordan Clarkson to just come in get an ISO bucket or run a pick and roll. So pretty, pretty easy pick for me there. I like it. I like it. Jordan Clarkson. Good going with the the reigning sixth man of the year to be your actual sixth pick. So (laughs) it's solid. Also, he's someone that Utah didn't even know play for their team, which extra points for. I love He wasn't even, I will say he wasn't even the best sixth man on his own team last year. So like uh, this is, you know, it's not really Jordan Clarkson slander. He was not better than me Joe last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Joe Ingles was a good buy. No, Joe Ingles, I think you're right. Like, but I mean, looking at the way, and that's another conversation, just how the sixth man of the year is really just turned to like top score off the bench. You know, because if you look at the way that Joel Ingles impacted the Jazz, yeah, in so many different ways, being their like quote unquote backup point guard, you know, being able to still rebound and stuff. But like looking at Clarkson, mind you, he had some good games that I think were really impactful for the Jazz and like winning. But for the most part, it does find that same type of formula we've seen over the last feels like almost a decade. Of, okay, you could get up to almost twenty buns off the bench. You're you're a six man of the year. You know, Jordan Clarkson does get twenty buns pretty easy though. So like, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> there it is. All right, Cooper. Yeah, so I finally decided to address the glaring need at the point of attack. Uh, I wouldn't call it that glaring. I mean, Aaron Gordon's a great point of attack defender, but um, we're going to be taking – the redacteds will be drafting Tory Craig. Uh, I think he's the first undrafted player to be picked here uh, and goes with the theme of being massive. Uh, He's 6'7", even if he has a skinny 6'7". Uh, I really think, I mean, you saw how great his cutting was, uh, next to Jokic, uh, even if he's not a great shooter, you know, he still generates a, a bunch of rim gravity off the ball. Um, and you know, maybe as long as, along with our great medical department, we'll bring in a great shooting coach, uh, and you know, he'll be able to thrive in that sixth man role. I, I agree with, I think that's a solid pick from someone that, yeah, does bring some more uh, needed uh, defense to that squad in terms of, like you said, point of attack. So really, really good there. Yeah, I will say I, I love Tory Craig, not the undrafted player I would have taken there. Oh, see, Bryce keeps teasing us, man, with these. Yeah, I, I have an idea <laughs> of who his guy is here, but. Uh... I, I was like, David Stockton? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely curious because I am like, this is going to be one. I have like two guys I'm thinking of that might be that I'm like, considering but didn't want to take so early but i'm feeling i'm falling to the classic corbin like 2k any virtual draft conundrum i do of like drafting players i like and thinking they're the best picks and then like missing all these other guys later and going like is he seeing something i'm not seeing let me look at the list one more time like that's where i'm at so thank you bryce for the anxiety <laughs> i think i think bryce's guy would have been axel Tupon. uh <laughs> <laughs> oh you know and- it <laughs> yeah, Bryce loves Axel Tupon. I almost guarantee it. <laughs> he belongs in the NBA, okay? That's just like... <laughs> oh, man. I knew oh, it. Man. I knew it because I like Axel Tupon. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Alex Kirk, you know? <laughs> He's got there. Oh, man. Okay. So, with my next pick, I'm taking KJ McDaniel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have batted die, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before Bryce goes off the rails, I need to make my next selection here. Okay. okay. Uh, the redacteds will be adding to their shooting and drafting Doug Buckets with okay. our, for our, as our seventh man. Um, 
just adds another offensive weapon who will thrive next to next to Jokic. You know, he's, uh, you know, he can run off of screens a little bit. He has great shooting versatility. And last season he generated a ton of rim pressure, like all like for the most, for any non big on, uh, on Indiana. And he was one of the few guys who had a great season, despite the, the Bjorkgren, uh, mistake is, can I, is it <laughs> yeah. okay to call it a mistake that's fair and uh you know i think he'll really thrive as you know another big scorer uh next to Jokic in this offense i, I like it i like it yeah. Again, i was wondering how far mcdermott will fall because skill set real specialized but like you said he has made strides he just is really good at what he is and like that's what he is you know I'll say, too, like, I think he gets a little underrated as an all-around player. He's not the defender like Joe Harris is, but he's a similar level of shooter and a much better cutter and driver. Like, he was one of the best cutters in the NBA last year, and his two-man game with uh, DeMondis Sabonis was pretty elite. So I I really like that pick. I think he is a perfect sort of come in early probably for Clint Capella and play off of Jokic. So I like that pick a lot. Solid, solid. Speaking of oh, solid, probably yeah. underrated. Uh, let's, let's just get no more bearing the lead, Bryce. Who's this one guy that we probably haven't heard of in like eight years is going to rock your world because that's what your team is right now? So I'm that's gonna be my next pick for this pick. I'm going to take the guy I thought Coop should have taken, uh, Maxi Kleba. Um, mm. Maxi is sort of like slightly worse, uh, Kyle Anderson, and for me, that's perfect. I'm the type of guy who likes, um, a lot of my bench to be made up of guys who can step in for the starters, you know, for injuries and such. And I like a lot of what Kleba brings. He's a really, really good versatile defender, not a great rim protector, but has some secondary instincts and then really solid wing stopper. The shooting is inconsistent, but he's a good cutter, smart passer, if not an elite passer, just does a lot of things really well. Um, Probably should have been, I think it was two years ago, probably should have been sixth man of the year. He's another one of those guys who got screwed over by not winning the points per game contest. But I really like Maxi Kluba, and uh, I was happy he fell to me. Yeah, that's a really nice pick. I was I was debating picking him up instead of McDermott, but uh, I, I really like that pickup. Uh, he's just he's gonna he's gonna help you win. He does all the things you can want a power forward big to do. So, mm-hmm. oh man, back to myself. This was you know what? No, it wasn't that hard because I have both picks. So I'm just gonna go with my first one. Not that the order matters, but it's on brand for my type of guy. I am going, uh, oh boy. I'm going to take Rodney Hood. Um, Just a Rodney Hood fan. I mean, over the last couple of years, the injuries and just maybe, uh, he's kind of slipped a little bit. Uh, maybe it's because of injuries, maybe just, just kind of just snuck around and is waiting for a bounce back year. But I like what he bring off the bench. You know, he's someone that's just going to get buckets for me. That's really all I'm asking for. Not really anything other than that. Staying in front of your guy. Um, he's someone that I just like to be able to do that um, and bring some more consistent outside shooting, which we know he can do. So that's who I'm taking um, with my seventh pick. And then with my eighth pick, I have like a groundbound kind of big with Yusef Nurkic. I have someone, hey, Ronnie Hood, I want someone who can kind of continue to bring pressure to the rim on the offensive end. And for that, I'm going to take Dwight Powell. Um, I am a Powell fan. Uh, didn't know if I, I didn't know how he fit this team that we have now, but I think right now with additional size, athleticism, um, being able to shoot at least a little bit, maybe even the threat of shooting if he's not a super great shooter is enough for me. And I couldn't just pass it up having an additional rim running attack and opening up some different offensive, um, 
opportunities on the, on the floor for us. So I'm going to take Dwight Powell as well with my next pick. I really like both of those picks. Both of those, like they're, they're really good off the bench pieces who, you know, can fit in a role next to, you know, your starters or on their own. Uh, Rodney Hood, I think, you know, he showed some stuff when healthy. He just hasn't been able to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe in Rodney Hood. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So Thank I, you. I, I like this pick. Same with Powell. So. When healthy, Powell is awesome. Yeah, and I think we're getting at stage now. A lot of these guys in the draft, you're looking like, oh, wow, well, you know, they battled this, X, Y, or the other. Um, I have to make a note when we're done with this. If he's not drafted, there's a guy that I was going to draft that I knew was just an just objectively horrible idea, but still wanted to ahead of both of these guys. So I'm going to let us keep going, but I'll let you guys know when I'm done who this would have been. Oh, man, I'm glad I didn't do it. But anyway. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. Um, I'm not going to take a note. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. I feel like there's no worry of that for some strange reason. But um, so the guy, this is maybe where I go off the rails. The okay. guy I'm going to take is who I think is maybe one of the most underrated players in the world. And that is Vasilye Micic. Um, Still not in the NBA, but he was a second round pick by the 76ers in this draft. His rights are now owned by the OKC Thunder. I think if he came over to the NBA right now, he'd be a top 25 point guard in the league. He is he's 6'6", an elite passer, um, objectively horrendous on defense, like so bad defensively, but it doesn't matter because he's an elite passer. He's grown as a shooter. He's a like He runs a beautiful pick and roll. I love his fit with this second unit um, that I'm kind of building. And, you know, if he doesn't work out, I have other guys on my bench who, who I think fill a role for him but i like his upside especially if someone like a dinwiddie who's had injury issues gets hurt i i like michich stepping in there so i know that's sort of an off the rails pick but i think he's so underrated and i, and I love michich so i'm just glad you gave the scouting report because I, I thought i knew my hoops and i've never heard that name like you said that i was like oh yeah solid pick who is he so yeah i'm trying I, to remember uh, who his rights were traded for. i want to say his rights were traded to the thunder as part of the al horford deal but i could oh, wow. be wrong um on that it, but i know he was he was uh he was traded on december 8th 2020 oh, i don't know so what it must have happened then oh i have no idea okay do I'm you think gonna... he'll ever will make the states uh probably not because he's making too much money overseas he's just to come over for yeah. yeah it's just like it's like shane larkin is the same way right like if shane larkin came over right now he, he could compete for six man of the year, I think, but no team is going to give him above, say, like a $3 million deal with a lot of team control. And he's mm-hmm. like, why would I do that when he's making probably six, seven mil overseas? So probably yeah. not. But I think if he came over, he would really succeed. Um, and maybe he want maybe he's kind of like Faku Capazzo, where it's like, I just want to come over. So I will, even though I'm going to make less money and my role is less defined. Um, but Michich is like solidly better than Kapatsa. He is way bigger and a much better passer. So wow. uh, I, I'm all in on Michich. That, that's saying a lot because remember, you know, Basel was compared to the GOAT, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> Denver had that question out for a minute, the Nuggets. But uh, yeah, I like it. Wow, I'm going to look into him for sure. Uh, Cooper, we, we, we got a, a great underrated pick here. How are you going to respond? Uh, by going the complete opposite direction. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mitic was traded as part of the Al Horford deal. Uh, should I say the Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier deal? But Poitier. Uh, oh, Poitier. Sorry. Sorry. I, sorry. I don't, I'm not French. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, okay, with my pick, my pick here, uh, I'm going to be adding, I know it's going to seem very redundant, 
Oh, no, wait, no, wait. Yeah, okay, very redundant. But uh, we're going, the redundant, I guess we are, we are team redacted. We're going to be picking Dario Saric as a bench big who can play as a four or a five with either of our other bigs. And, you know, can also do some stuff on his own. Uh, you know, is a great small ball big, uh, you know, is an interesting passer, you know, really adds to our, our passing culture that we're building, our passing big man culture. Um, and I, I really think he can do something here. I like yeah, it. He, he can defend a little bit, you know, but I think we got something good going here with, with uh, Dario. With the two of you, I have to ask this question real quick. Sorry, Bryce. Um, When it comes to when Dario, when Dario went down, do you think that he was, I thought he was like a sneaky big factor for why Phoenix kind of lost, not why they lost, but like a factor to them losing. Uh, and I was like, I think he was, and I told my friend this and my friend was like, why? And I was like, and I couldn't put my finger on as to why, because it wasn't defensively, but like just having, like, for one thing, I guess not having to go and play Frank Kaminsky, you know, uh, significant minutes in the NBA finals, like just anything. But at the same time, I think that he was just an underrated part of that Phoenix bench unit. And I agree with you, Cooper, like somebody provided, um, which is just like a little bit of everything in that way. Not a noted defender in that way, but solid enough, you know, decent passer, decent shooter. Um, I, I think that it was more than showed up maybe on the box score. And I know that's like another euphorism, but like, that's what I think about when I think of him. Yeah, he really fit the uh, the offense that Monty Williams was, you know, started where it was fast decisions constantly, right? You know, when he started, uh, I listened to a Woj pod that he was on and he was like, the offense is basically built off of you get the ball and you are either going to drive, pass or shoot immediately. You're not going to sit there and wait unless you're Chris Paul, obviously, but he gets to do that because uh, he's Chris Paul. But everybody else, you're going to you're going to move the ball and you are going to be moving. You know, and I think that somebody who has no weaknesses and can make facts decisions like he can, you know, really fits into that offense. I think that's a like having somebody who fits so perfectly into your scheme, both offensively and can hold up defensively, you know, is it's it's really underrated. You know, you don't have to be a superstar to be a really useful NBA player. Yeah, so I'll say with that, I think I think Sarge got a little overrated by some defensive analytics and um like he's good at a lot of things. I kind of hope he goes back overseas soon because that's where he'll get to like actually show off his game. Cause he's just one of those guys. He's similar to like watching Miritich play in Europe is like such a joy because he gets to do all these crazy fun things that he's just not quite good enough to do at an NBA level to be useful. So Sarge kind of ends up marginalized, but um, I, I like this pick. I, I wouldn't have taken him here, but I'm also just generally lower on Sarge as a player. And I understand where Coop is coming from for sure. Definitely. I like the NASA. I'm glad you gave that to me because I was curious about that. And you're right. Some of those guys, I mean, we talked a little bit before and not big fish, small pond, but like in a league right now where you're getting like the quality is just at its absolute peak. Like your league, other other leagues are really good. But just in some cases, like you can go from that guy, you know, in one area where you are just going to have to be like really good at one specific thing. And yes, you can do more. Just you're playing alongside other guys who probably do the same thing a little bit better. So definitely with you on that. Yeah, so I think I have another pick here. Um, and this is where I'm going to start to panic. I, I, I can feel the panic sitting, setting in right now. Uh, there's the only guys who I like left are bigs. Um, and I have like 14 bigs on this team. Okay, that, I, can't, I can't draft another one. Uh, so I'm going to 
I'm going to get a little bit interesting here and draft another guy who's an on-off guard uh, who I think should still be in the league. I think showed a lot the last time he was in the league, but I think has been unfairly maligned because he had a bad contract at one point. Uh, and the Redacteds are going to be drafting Tyler Johnson. Uh, I really like his game, as I said. I think he's, you know, actually an NBA player. Uh, unlike a lot of guys who are still in the league, he's got size. He's an on and off ball threat. He's people think he's a guard, but he's really wing sized and, you know, can play in that wingy guard role that, you know, is kind of underrated. And I, he's a pretty good passer as well. You know, the, the defense isn't great, but, you know, I, there aren't very many great defenders left on the board at this point, uh, especially after Bryce has taken all of them. So I'm going to I'm gonna take Tyler Johnson. <laughs> Good point. I like Johnson a lot, too. I think he's definitely a victim of that bad contract that kind of gets conflated with bad player. Like he just as a sort of eighth, ninth, like like player on a bench, like I still think he there's a role for him in the league. He just hasn't found solid shooter, really good ball handler. OK, passer like at the two guard position. Uh, I think that's that's perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that pick. I might have taken a different uh, Tyler guard that should still be in the NBA, but uh, I, I like I like Johnson as well. That's a good one. <laughs> Different taller one. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think that Johnson, honestly, w- w- could still be in Brooklyn. I feel like Brooklyn did make significant upgrades, but, like, at the position of, like, the backup wing area that's not named, you know, Harden or Durant, like, at, like you had someone in Johnson who knew his role, performed it capably, and I think was reliable in a way that, I don't know, maybe I'm overstating his impact on Brooklyn last year, but I think they had a lot of guys where they even were able to hang around, you know, after some of the main guys went down. Of course, a lot of that due to the greatness of Durant, but also just competent players who knew how to do their job, you know, um, and that kind of helped them. And then, of course, Durant took care of the rest. But we'll see. I, I hope Johnson finds himself in the league, you know, again sometime this year. For sure. So I think um, that comes to me. Um, and I'm at a specific spot in – uh, this team building exercise where I'm looking for certain types of players. Um, and I really want like a backup big. I don't like Kleba as a center really at all. I think his best role is as a four. Um, so I want a backup center and there's a couple guys who kind of strike me, but I think I'm going to go with um, the second overall pick in this draft, Jabari Parker. Um, Parker has been uh, marred marred by career injuries um but i he's a really good pick and roll finisher still like underrated in that sense uh i love the pick and rolls i could run with him and Michic. um and also if joel and b goes down you know a jabari parker post up is not like the worst offense in the world you know i it's like as a backup center strictly offensively i really like jabari parker still um if he can just stay healthy uh, I think he makes sense on my team as sort of the ninth man. Um, and I'm, I'm happy with, with uh, how that uh, kind of fits with the other bench guys I have. I don't have any words, Bryce. This was like not supposed to be your pick, sir. <laughs> like this is my guy. I This is a perfect Bryce pick. I like it. But this is the guy I was going to pick before the last two picks I had. So I, I wanted to get. Wiggins and Jabari I'm like you know what this is so crazy it just might work you know I liked his offensive game like this was 
not only did you take my pick, but I didn't even have a backup. I was so solidly sure that I was going to have Jabari available to me. Um, there is, um, I will say there is a really good backup. Uh, I believe he currently plays in Toronto. So that's what I so, thought you were going to take. I, th- I was convinced you were going to take him because he, he's not easily the highest guy left on my board. I mean, we can say his name now, guys. No secret. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to find out who he is. And, I, and, I, and you said panic is he played, setting in. He played for the Magic for a while. Uh, yeah, it killed Mobamba's development. His, his, oh. last name, his last name is that of a tree. Okay, okay. And his wait. first name is like a school <laughs> subject, but abbreviated. Got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know what you're talking about now. Thank you. Okay, solid. promise. <laughs> Oh, I know you're talking about. I feel like I already have too many people that play that area. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, though. And a way to break that down, guys. We should do some NBA like name association or something. That was well done by you two. Wow. <laughs> I was like, ugh, ugh. And, and there it was. So thank you. Okay. Um, with that, though, and knowing who he is, um, I still have to, oh, man, talk about panic setting in. Um, um, Russ Smith. No, I'm just kidding. I think we are going to go with, you know, he's a decent wing. He knows his role. He's been in and out of the NBA, but I think he's a solid player. Uh, we're going with Glenn Robinson the second. <laughs> yes, I got somebody. I like him. Um, <laughs> there we go. I, I think that he's he's just a solid a solid pro. Uh, shoots the three ball well. He always seems to find his way around to a team. Um, so he has some of the skills there that are, you know, trans. Um, can't think of the word now. They translate well on the floor. There you go. And I just. If I'm playing old school 2K, if I'm playing basketball general manager, if he's available, I usually draft him. He's someone that I always talk myself and believe in could have been a bigger player than he was, but it's still a very serviceable NBA player. So I'm going to take Glenn Robinson. Um, and then, oh, we're on our last pick now. I guess I'm tipping that off. Um, man, I got to go with the most Corbin pick available and try and look at the board to see who that would be. Usually that involves basketball reference slash highest score. Um, Detroit Pistons guard, uh, an almost NBA champion last year should uh, should probably be the most Corbin Ford pick. Almost NBA champion Detroit Pistons. So that means he played with. No, not almost NBA champion Detroit Pistons. Former Detroit Pistons <laughs> was almost an NBA champion last year. Oh, so he played with Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, and, oh. and all the Phoenix people loved him while he was there. All that I saw, they loved him. Literally the only the only person I know you're talking about Monty Williams mismanaged. I love the entire time we're talking about Galloway. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Galloway. Mind you, he should be the Corbin pick. I mean, he should be, and I still might do it because you taught me reason. But I would just want to go on my soapbox for a second and say that yes, I feel like he of all the players, I think that they're backup. They're backup two guys, both Galloway and um, um, Antoine Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, both those guys could have had a much bigger role than they did, um, at least situationally. Like, I didn't understand why you had such great vets that didn't get a lot of run down the stretch. But both those guys should be. Um, You know what? Yeah, we're just going to do it. I, w- I was going to try to look for, like, a shot-happy guy. But honestly, I've done so well. I'm really proud of myself so far um, of trying to rein in my my inner scoring tendencies. I think we're going to take Langston Galloway. That makes sense. Um, thank you both for the assist there, literally. Um, but also, Galloway is someone I think would be able to play at least, like, a semi-point guardish role. He's done it before in past stops. Um, has just enough ball handling and creation ability to make the simplest of reads, and that's fine. Uh, we have enough guys who can take the ball and finish from there. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think off the bench, we're bringing a lot more defensive minded guys, um, but they all have some unique skills as well. And I think that, yeah, that was perfect. He's the guy to tie it together. Uh, I don't know why when Bryce said former um, almost NBA champion and I got Detroit Piston mixed up, my brain went 2005. And this is a 2014 draft. So don't ask me why my brain did that. I'm like, um, um, Tayshaun Prince. No, I'm kidding. But um. <laughs> with, 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 with the pick to be my 10th man, I'm drafting uh, Rip Hamilton. So no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, let's give it over to Bryce. <laughs> so this is tough for me because my favorite thing on earth is to pull out random basketball names that people don't know. And now there's just like a glut of them. And I have to pick out which one I want to talk about. Uh, so there's a couple guys like Dante Exum still in the NBA um, has a role. I think deserves to be in the NBA. Shabazz Napier no longer in the NBA. Doesn't really fit on my team at all, but probably deserves to be in the NBA. Love Jakar Sampson. Love James Young. Love Bruno Caboclo. Uh, but I think the name I'm going to go with former OKC Thunder wing, Josh Hustis. Um Yeah. Yeah. Houston is someone who he probably won't play for me, right? Like, I'll be honest, I'm not running a 10 man rotation, but <laughs> I, I still think like there's maybe a spot for him in the NBA. Like, I'm, I'm just, I love having wings on my team. He's a solid defender, uh, specifically like point of attack, like really underrated point of attack defender. Uh, if he did play on my bench unit, it can make up for Cecilia Michit's uh, absolute abysmal point of attack defense. Um, and, you know, Streaky shooter, but when he hits, you know, you can play him. And when he's shooting bad, you don't have to play him. So uh, that's going to be my guy here. But I'm really sad I couldn't draft uh, two years away from being two years away from being two years away. Bruno Caboclo. So so close. Just two more years. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to. Bryce should not be allowed to draft Brazilian KD. Okay. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm a big Brazilian KD fan. Okay. I. I, I called into a, a Houston Rockets post-game live show a couple of years ago and told them that uh, we better bring Caboclo up from the G League. <laughs> and they immediately hung me up. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, you said we need Caboclo now. <laughs> and they said goodbye. Yeah, that, was, that was when they were winning, too. That's what, like, yeah, no, because no, we, we were about to play Giannis. And it was like, like Caboclo like, on the floor <laughs> now. <laughs> Wait, wait, we have the Giannis stopper right here. Caboclo. Caboclo, get your eight foot three wingspan out here, man. Oh, man, man you made that call and they were like, no. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy, this guy's a troll. Get, oh, get him off the air. Oh, man, that is, I love it, though. That's, that's my favorite story today. And yeah, I cried was, during the show. <laughs> Sing yeah, a lot. That was, that was, <laughs> okay, so, so I have three guys, three guys here that I'm going with that I'm thinking of getting for Mr. Irrelevant. Okay, one is Bruno Caboclo. Okay. Great, great guy. Really fits the team culture of being big. Uh, the next guy is somebody else that Bryce mentioned, Dante Exum. Uh, I really think with our, our great medical staff that we've established here, uh, he'll be able to thrive. Uh, and then the third guy is, is uh, Ken Birch, <laughs> because I, I can't, I think he's like so much better than everyone else who's on the board, just from a basketball being good at it perspective. But I don't know if I can draft another big man. I, I don't think I can. Portland <laughs> is shaking his head at me right so. now. <laughs> so I think I'm going to listen to consensus here and, and go with Dante Exum. Uh, he still had size. 
it's going to be a great NBA player for my Houston Rockets. Uh, so I've somehow managed to be on brand uh, doubly by adding a big guy who uh, is on the Rockets. So, you know, who, you know, if healthy will be a great contributor. If not, then we have uh, Tyler Johnson to run the offense <laughs> for the, from the bench. Tyler Johnson is probably better to run your offense than Dante. Dante Exum is basically just like a three now. Like, yeah, it, play pretty much well, completely off ball and just focus on defense. He's a solid point of attack defender. Yeah, well, he's going to be a great cutter off of Jokic. And that's like half the reason why I drafted everyone on the roster. On this roster. Speaking, okay, Corbin just mentioned getting on a soapbox. I'm going to get on mine. I'm so <laughs> tired of hearing everyone say this player can be good offensively because we have Jokic on the team. As an excuse to not get good offensive players drives me absolutely. <laughs> well, they're all great. So all my main guys are great on and off ball threats. The bench is just entirely guys who, who might be decent in a good role. Cooper, you might be stretching the word great because you have Aaron Gordon as one of your main Aaron guys. Go- hey, Aaron Gordon post up. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon guard post up is the most efficient play in oh the league with, with my team. So this, Yeah, your way of generating offense is going to be elite. I, I think we got to, you know, let's take this moment real quick to transition to like the last run through of our team and like, whatever type of theoretical style of play we'd hope. And it only makes sense that we're starting with Cooper to go into that uh, as we kind of just look at and take stock of all of our selections and just try to put together like a brief synopsis of what your team will, uh, will, will, will hope to operate. <laughs> okay. So uh, the redacteds uh, starting five, we'll go through one more time. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich at the one, Aaron Gordon at the two, TJ Warren at the three, Nikola Jokic at the four, Clint Capella at the five. <laughs> uh, only one of those guys is in their natural position. Uh, so to the bench, <laughs> uh, sixth man, Tory Gregg, seventh man, Doug McDermott, eighth man, Tyler Johnson, ninth man, Dante Exum, and 10th man, who's really just our bench big, Dario Sarge. Uh, you know, we're going to run... Uh, Jokic is our point guard. He's our only real point guard. Um, you know, he nobody else can really do any on ball passing except for Bogdan a, a little bit. Uh, I can barely do this. Y'all are like crying. <laughs> I'm, like, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all just don't see the vision. <laughs> I'm just. Cooper, I love you, my friend. And, and, yes. And what are y'all missing here? About, why, why don't y'all see what a, I see? There's a reason we we brought you out of the Upside Swings pod, and it's because we love everything you do. But I don't know if you could have possibly built a worse team around one of the most creative offensive players. What are you talking about, Bryce? Just, what are you talking about? I'm not giving you the first pick. You abuse <laughs> talked about this pre-show and i told you about when i made that horrible team for premium hoops i am plugging this show and i'm telling them to listen to it because i think i found the team that will actually surpass we might forget my squad this team is unstoppable i don't know what y'all aren't seeing so okay listen to this lineup so maybe the starting five isn't the starting five worst case scenario you throw tory craig in there instead of aaron gordon oh that's a decent lineup you get so you have like three guards off the bench or three wingy guards, basically. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, you have no point guards. Changes, <laughs> <laughs> but Tory Craig can guard point guards. Okay, uh, nobody else can guard a point guard. But we have Tory Craig. He is the the foundation of our. Maybe he has to start. Okay, we're moving Tory Craig into the starting lineup. Uh, sorry, this is a it's a quick adjustment, everyone. Uh, right. Aaron Gordon is now going to win Sixth Man of the Year uh, with Tory Craig starting at the two. Um. So it's Bogdan, Tori, TJ, Jokic, Clint as the starting five, and AG, Doug McBuckets, TJ, Exum, and Saric off the bench. Which makes a lot more sense when you look at it from a basketball perspective, since apparently that's what we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> they, they run basically the, you know, you allow TJ Warren to be an on-off ball threat with Bogdan spotting up and running some pick and roll. And then the uh, the mother of all uh, game ending plays, the Clint Capella, Nikola Jokic pick and roll. That's that's the foundation of our offense. Whoa. With I'm Aaron glad- Gordon guard posts up sprinkled in there. For- <laughs> <laughs> I, I am putting foundational play pick and rolls <laughs> between, <laughs> between Capella and Jokic. I'm thinking about this, and I love it, man. Okay, this is. Yeah. This is good. All right. All right. Uh, Bryce can dunk. Uh, let's see if you can top off that uh, incredible uh, synopsis by Team Redacted. So that's a tough act to follow. I'm not super confident. Um, but I will say, so for my for my starting five, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is my point guard. That might have turned out to be the best pick of the draft because I guess he's like the only good point guard in this whole draft because both your teams don't have a point guard. <laughs> so I guess I'm happy I drafted Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and then... Uh, at the two, Marcus Smart. At the three, Joe Harris. The four, Kyle Anderson. At the five, Joel Embiid. Um, and then my bench, uh, Vasilya Micic, Jordan Clarkson, Josh Hustis, Maxi Kleba, and Jabari Parker. So my team is mostly uh, defensive-minded. At least that starting five and then Maxi, especially, are sort of six really good defenders. Um, and then it's sort of about kind of crowdfunding offense, right? Uh, you know, great piece on premium hoops by, I think that was – Cody Hodak, but it might have been Scott Levine. So sorry if I'm getting my guys mixed up. Um, you, but, had, you had Scott, yeah, you had. Uh, um, but great stuff about kind of crowdsourcing creation, and that's sort of what I'm going for, right? Like Joel is our offensive hub, but he's not an offensive hub in the way Jokic is. So you kind of have to get some more stuff on the side. So you know, Meech is having a good night. We'll get him in there. Use his passing. Jordan Clarkson, absolute bucket. We'll get him in there. Dinwiddie, I, I think, runs a really good pick and roll. Plays on and off ball really well. I just. I think this is a team that's just like, re- like undeniably really good, um, and on both ends, and that sort of floor I think is really solid. And then Joel Embiid just by being Joel Embiid inherently gives us the upside to be a championship team. So I'm I'm happy with this team I built. I got to give you points for getting upside used in here. So appreciate that. You know, this is very meta right there. Um, also I think. Um, you know, you share that with Cooper in the sense that you both undeniably feel you have a great team on both sides of the ball. So <laughs> I'm with you. Should, should I pick okay. a foundational play too? Do I feel like you know what? Why not? Yeah, let's get that. Uh, yeah, let's do that. So I'll say my foundational play is a Joel Embiid left wing post up with a Kyle Anderson Joe Harris flare screen in the uh, on the right side. So Ooh, get nerd <laughs> shit out of here. <laughs> Oh, man. So Kyle Anderson and who? Joe Harris. And Joe Harris Flair. 
okay I'm, I'm gonna have this down for the write-up too okay i like this all right um wow well compared to both of those uh team Kawhi the tiger um so yeah if i, I just want to go on the record of saying that if i had really done my research and found out who michish was i would have drafted him and thus had my point guard um when you have to pick between alfred payton and um you know insert tyler ennis then i mean you kind of have a sophie's choice of a point guard position and i i want to do that so um for that i will go through my starting five with that being said i have zach levine playing the one yep we're going back to his early timberwolves days there um <clears throat> gary harris playing the two andrew wiggins playing the three julius randall at the four with jeremy grant at the five although i think about grant and nurkage and i think i'm gonna put no i'm gonna keep it like i have it i'm gonna keep it like i, have it. I was i was getting i was getting like cooper i was gonna make an adjustment but like i'll over adjust myself so grant's gonna be our starting five um off the bench we're gonna have yusef nurkic Rodney Hood, Dwight Powell, Glenn Robinson, and then Langston Galloway. And what I think what this team has, we have enough guys who fit the type of offense I'm looking for in terms of self-creation. Um, you know, we don't necessarily need a point guard to create shots for them because most of these guys come with the ball in their hands, creating shots for themselves. So, you know, you look at our team, I think we have um, most everyone on the roster can shoot at least a little bit. With the exception of Powell, who I just personally don't trust, but he's taken a few shots from outside as well. We have that. We have a decent mix of athleticism and size. Um, defensively, I think we have adequate defenders, uh, with the exception of, of Jeremy Grant, who I think is just excellent. Um, maybe I'm looking at Rodney Hood as just like a, a lesser defender, but all these guys can comfortably guard their position and maybe one up or one down, which I definitely like as well. Um, foundational play, this is going to sound really bad, but again, I have to stay on brand with me. Um, we're going to do... Uh, Andrew Wiggins, 15-foot ISO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I like gonna... how you pick, of, like, of all your good ISO players, you pick Andrew Wiggins to take that ISO. Not Julius Randle or or Jeremy Grant. Andrew it's... Wiggins. Or, or Zach ISO. Levine. <laughs> well, I think shoots better from three than Wiggins does from mid Oh, no, I freaked out. No one... the wrong <laughs> oh, no. You know, you know, but I get it, though, because it's, it's kind of the one-shot Andrew Wiggins will take, so. Finally, somebody somebody made the Andrew Wiggins Listen, joke. Listen, we made it an hour and like plus 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 change before we dropped the Andrew Wiggins joke. Bryce, you hit it. Exactly. Also, Cooper and Bryce, don't ask me why, like you said, I freaked out and picked Wiggins over Levine, which would have been a much better option, but I already had Wiggins in my head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Welcome Wiggins. to the 15, 16 Timberwolves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Corbin, I want to ask you, like, I actually really like your team, uh-huh. but I think out of the three of our teams, it's like kind of the most dependent on like scheme because it's a super versatile team on paper. Who is your like ideal coach for this team? Because I think a really good to- coach makes this team really good and a really bad coach. Like this is like a really bad team. So who, yeah. who are you coaches? I- I'm glad that you asked me that. Cause I thought of absolutely two coaches that first came to mind. Um, Byron Scott or Sam Mitchell, but fortunately I kept thinking, <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a guy like I want a more offensive minded coach. And the first one that came to mind for me for a moment was um, now I'm forgetting the guy, Mike D'Antoni. But then I thought of someone who's had some quirky lineups before has had to make do with lineups that didn't have a point guard or sometimes rosters that had too many point guards. And I honestly think I like a Rick Carlisle. Like, yeah, we might be a little more conservative than I would personally like, you know, but at the same time, I think you'd find places to like get the best out of these guys, both defensively and offensively. Um, Frank Vogel was another guy I consider, but I feel like offensively that might work because he, 
so focuses solely on the defensive side, but I think offensively he can be kind of lacking if he doesn't have elite offensive talents. And fortunately, he has one of the best in LeBron James, and so he doesn't have to worry about that. But I'm not take going from LeBron James to Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine and saying, you know, make it work. But I think a Rick Carlisle, someone that um, has had experience in the unorthodox lineups before. Um, you're working without a point guard, basically, um, and can still put guys in the position to kind of get the best out of themselves. So that's my ultimate choice. Love it, love it. And if I got to pick a coach, I would pick David <laughs> David Blatt. So <laughs> you say David Blatt. <laughs> David Blatt. All right, solid. Oh, whoa, David Blatt just hit me. Okay, I like it. I think this roster actually. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a roster that works for that. All right, and then I'm gonna have to ask uh, Cooper. Now that we got that, who who be your coach? Uh, JB Bickerstaff, uh, the most creative coach in the NBA. <laughs> Why does Cooper seem to have rebuilt? <laughs> I'm joking. I hate oh. Jamie Bickerstaff. Oh, okay. He ruined the Rockets for, for years. <laughs> um, oh. Oh, no, I, I think uh, we're going to go with Mike D'Antoni. There's no other offensive mind I want next to. Uh, this team, is it's just not playing defense. I'm sorry. We're going to need some. We're like, nothing's happening there. Like, like <laughs> we have Clint Capella and Tori Craig and Aaron Gordon, and nobody else is defending a traffic cone. Okay, they can all try. They're all fine enough team defenders. DJ Ward but... slander, okay? Okay, I love DJ. He was, he was a good defender. He locked up Jimmy Butler that one time and then clapped in his face. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, oh, that's true. That's true. I'm, I'm glad. I, I mean, that basically means he's going to clap in all of your team's faces. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Because... The Wiggins post up. Now we get that every time, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, notoriously better ISO scorer than Jimmy Butler. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to oh Mike Uh They'd play fast. They would play fun. They would play free. And that's all they need. You need a free-flowing offense with the, uh, the amalgamation of weird talent that's on this team. And there's nobody else who I trust to, like, actually put it together than Mike D'Antoni. Wow, this guy's has been an absolute blast. I've had a ton of fun on this. Uh, thank you, Cooper. Thank you, Bryce. Both of y'all for coming on doing this with me. This has been, I can't even put in words how great this has been. Um, real quick, uh, do we have any like final reflections, any final thoughts before we kind of transition? Uh, because this has just been, I don't even know how to describe it. What a, what a, what a roster, what a run, what, what a team, <laughs> what a team. What a blast. And this makes me like want to do it again with the three of us. Like, like, so Corbett, I mean, we've had Corbett on the pod twice, like, mm. like one of our favorite guests. We loved having you on. Thank you. And like, like, this is such a blast. Like, I cannot remember the last time I laughed so hard. I cried while recording a podcast. <laughs> right. I mean, and like, like, just, I could just imagine just doing this, like, say, like, we chose like the 2017 draft. Like, imagine how nuts that would be. Like, like, where is Coop taking Markel Fultz third? Probably. Probably. I mean, Actually, is, like, yeah, I have that, a problem. <laughs> this is uh this has been incredible. Uh I can't wait to be back. And just in general, like with this draft, like mm-hmm. like just really solid all around. And I I loved like, you know, we make fun of Cooper, but I loved all of our different sort of philosophies on team building. Like I was really trying to build a consistent team around one player and Coop was all like, I'm gonna take the best guy. And Corbin, you were given the position where you didn't really have like one go-to star sorry my dog is working. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, and uh like you had to build your roster with that in mind so like i i think i think this was not only super fun but also a really good exercise to help me you know grow as a basketball thinker wow rice thank you 
Thank you. Well, that's high words. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do this again. Same squad. Um, very soon. In fact, right when I'm done with this one, I know I'm gonna hit you on for the the next one. But this is a blast. Cooper, again, thank you as well, man. You have any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, this was this was like some of the most fun I've had in a while. Uh, yeah, like Bryce said, like this draft is just so weird because you could look at it from like different. It has so many different types of players. Like you look at a lot of drafts and you go, oh, this is a guard draft or this is a big heavy draft. Even those, you know, there's like good guards in big heavy drafts, but this really has so many different players at so many different levels and positions. So you have great, you have MVP candidates all the way down to really good, fine role players, you know, like you have, you know, except for <laughs> true point guards, which you only have like one or two of, depending yeah. on if you think what you think of Micic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, this draft has everything you could ask for. And it's really fun to look back at, especially like just because the two top guys, you know, in the actual draft relatively slipped, especially Jabari, you know, yeah. like even, even Wiggins, you know, slipped a lot further than you'd think back in 2014. Yeah. So, sure. you know, this is it's a really interesting, enlightening exercise. And it was just so much fun. Definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll say really quickly. I know mm-hmm. we've been for, but for Coop and I as draft oh. guys, too. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting, like to look at the order of this draft and think about guys who probably got overdrafted because of that lack of positional, uh, versatility, I guess you could say like Tyler Ennis, like as much as I still like him should never have been the 18th overall pick. That was just like, he was not that level of player, especially coming from Syracuse. But Mm -hmm. when you get past say 12, 14, 15 in a draft, you're just like, well, what's the best guard? And we'll take that player. Even if there's a ton of other players more deserving to get picked there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of interesting to kind of look back on past drafts with Coop and I trying to evaluate future ones and learn from that. That is cool. Wow. I mean, I, I think uh, it was different for me, not only having done this for like a, the first time again with like actual draft evaluators. I look at myself as someone's like a fan, but definitely not in that sense of like, I'm a big fan of your, your, your guys pod. Always have been on that and the way that you guys go about the process. And like you said, look at redrafts look at you guys have been doing like a tiered thing the last couple of weeks like looking back on other ones and i've enjoyed all of that so be able to do that in a, a much more different way in this case because you are mixing in some personal team construction um type of philosophy as well uh, adapting to others and having that kind of discourse and of course the wacky moments that ensue from that but also like like you said a realistic look like oh wow okay i have I, what I did personally was like my top five at each position and like who I would pick from each one. But like my point guard one wasn't really finished. And I was like, I'm just banking on the fact that like a Marcus Smart might fall to me or something else, because I'm hoping they look at it from like top players in the draft period. And so you have to adapt on the fly and it really was different. Um, but I enjoy this. Like this has been a ton of fun, way more funny than I thought it was. I was like, Oh, this would be super cool. And it just blew out the water. And I can't wait to do another one with you guys. Um, and I thank you both for your time. Uh, it's been almost like uh, almost, uh, I'm getting close to an hour and, and, and 40 minute show. And it's been a lot of fun with y'all. I hasn't even felt that long. So um, real quick, before I let you guys go, can you please plug the mess out of upside swings? Like tell people where you can find your written work. I know both of you guys have that as well. Um, yeah, go for it. I left that open. So yes, I host the upside swings draft podcast with, with coop uh, our friend stone Hansen as well. And, and Ryan Davis when he's available. Uh, yeah, I just like we do a lot of draft work. Uh, last year was was pretty big for us. We did a ton of like 
in-depth draft work and uh you know we had Corbett on talk about the Spurs like as a Spurs draft preview and that was super fun uh we did hit and then we had him back on talk about summer league um and then I also write for roll call and I also write for the Detroit bad boys and Coog Center so uh putting up Everywhere. putting out too much work uh but yeah I mean this was such a blast and um you know Corbin I'm 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 like but like being on round ball ramble is one of those like oh mom i made it because oh, like, because i've listened to this pod forever it's like it, it's just like you know like there's always that moment like where you're on or like like when we had pd on the pod it felt like mm-hmm. that too it's like this is like a mom i made it moment so Bro. like very very happy to be on thank you so much and on like I will come, you could, you can be like, we are going to do like name association and I would come on for that pod. Cause this is such a blast, especially Thank if you, you get Cooper back on it, because uh, Cooper and I are, are each other's uh, heel, but also Twitter best friends. So I love it. Uh, this was awesome. Thank you so much, man. Wow. That, that means a ton. And right back at y'all, honestly, getting you both on. And yes, we are doing this hundred um, <laughs> percent. Thank you, man. Cooper, how about yourself, man? Cause I know you're everywhere too. Yeah, uh, I, as Bryce said, uh, I'm a host on Upside Swings. Uh, you know, I write for Roll Call as well. Uh, just Roll Call, okay? I'm not, I'm not fancy, fancy Bryce, but uh, you know, I just released a piece on KJ Martin, uh, and I've got one on Chuma Okiki and Cam Reddish coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, school's been kicking my butt, but just hoping to get those out uh, before really grinding into 2022 stuff. Uh, this was like awesome. Uh, I love, I love your podcast, man. It's really just an honor to be on here. I appreciate it. Uh, especially with Bryce, who I would probably describe as my foil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, you know, we're the same height, but just, you know, we have a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences and, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, who's, who's Batman and who's Joker between the two of us? Cooper? I think I'm Joker. I, you saw my team. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You, you saw my team, and then oh, Bryce man. is like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't start Aaron Gordon." <laughs> Why'd you do the Batman voice? Because like, he's because I'm doing my Bryce voice. And I love it. I love and, it. And oh. I'm like, "Why so serious?" <laughs> start A G at the two. <laughs> You literally said, well, I guess since we're trying to make basketball sense, and we're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> since I guess we're building basketball teams in quotations, but uh, yeah, no, this is this has been so much fun. I, I'm excited to, you know, do, I literally, like Bryce said, do whatever. This is like whatever crazy stuff you can concoct, I will do. This is a, such a fun group, uh, and I had a ton of fun both preparing and doing this, uh, and yeah, this, this has been awesome. Well, thank you guys again, man. A lot of fun. Uh, I definitely have laughed the most. I've, I try, I get a lot of fun every time I'm doing a pod, but like this has been just just out the stratosphere. So definitely, y'all, make sure to follow Cooper. Make sure to follow Bryce. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Uh, Hoopball. Check out Hoopball on Twitter at Hoopball Tweets. Online hoop ball.com. Fantasy basketball is coming up. All I got right now is the name, but they also have fantasy leagues going on right now, um, both free and money. So definitely check them on Twitter again at Hoopball Tweets. Uh, listen, y'all. For Bryce, for Cooper, for myself, we are Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty, and I will talk to y'all real, real soon.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.